up, what's up, y'all? You are tuned in to the Listen Up Podcast. I'm your host, Jess, and it's time for you to listen up to what God has called you to do. Let's get it. Hey guys, welcome back to the Listen Up With Jess podcast. I'm so excited that you press play on this new episode. What's up? It's your girl. Listen, we are still in the month of September and I am challenging myself. I'm recording now and I will post this by the end of September, okay? Listen, um, life has been lifing. Of course. Um, But shout out to all the love that I got last month on the podcast episode that I had with my friend, Christian. It was an amazing conversation. So if you have not checked out last month's episode talking about adulting friendships, navigating adulting friendships, check it out. It was a very healthy conversation on how to make new friends as an adult and also navigate friendships and connections um, while we're in this adulting life. So... Yeah, I got some good uh, reviews from that, and um, thank you for all that are supporting the podcast. So, it's September. You guys know I get excited about September because, um, honestly, like, all the greats, like, anybody that's great in your life, like, anybody that has, like, really been impactful in your life that is, like, help motivate you, help just get your life in order or you inspire, that you're inspired by, most likely they were born in the month of September or they were in the Virgo season for my astro- astrology people, okay? <laughs> so, yes, um, I have been celebrating my birthday and it's been a very... Um, reflective month, very reflective. Um, I don't know if I'm the only one and I know I'm not the only one. So this is where those that can relate, just be like, I relate, I relate. Like when you, when it gets time for your birthday, like you start getting the birthday blues. The birthday blues are usually like just described as like you become very emotional. You end up being sad. Um, you might go in a slight depression <laughs> where you're just like, I don't want to talk to anyone. I don't want to speak to anyone. Or you just end up being really quiet. And it's very just like, it's um, you want to be in solitude, right? You're just, you're really thinking deeply. You're reflecting just about the year, what have, you know, and what's to come. You know, and so that can bring a lot of emotions, good emotions, sad emotions, indifferent emotions, a lot of them, y'all. So listen, I get it. Um, I was excited um, because I just could not believe last year I celebrated my 30th and it was an amazing celebration of family and friends that uh, I had like this huge 30th party. People flew out um, and to come and celebrate me and it was amazing. Um, so like I had something so like, I was like so excited cause I was looking forward to 30 and then I don't know, like 31 creeped up on me cause I felt like it was just last year when I celebrated my 30th and then 31 came and I was like, oh, like 31 doesn't even sound cute. Like when I go out and I'm like, Oh yo, how old are you? I'm 31. Like, to me, it doesn't sound as cute as I'm 30, but it's okay because at the end of the day, like I, it's all about perspective. <laughs> it's 
all about perspective. And I have a very childish mindset sometimes when it comes to just age. I, Even though I'm getting older, I always feel like I feel younger. I feel the same. Like I feel still playful and youthful and fun, um, which <clears throat> I say always hold on to. But um, I'm, I'm, it's, it's all about perspective. Now I'm like, okay, Jessica, you've gotten the toxic 20s out the way. Because listen, y'all, if you are even in your 20s still, <laughs> just know <laughs> the toxic 20s, they're treacherous. They really are. Um, and once you hit 30, like there's just this whole new like, I don't know, something literally just clicks and snaps overnight. And I started feeling that, I literally started feeling that in my last year, my 29th year, I mean, goodness. And when I tell you God was like, oh, oh you, you want to go out with a bank? <laughs> I'm going to make sure you go out with a bank. 29 was the most toxic ghetto year of my entire being like and I've had some really ratchet moments of those who have known me since back in the day okay um <clears throat> back back in the day I've had some really treacherous ratchet moments but I would say 29 took it to the house took it to the house and where I thought like I was really going to be taken out that that year because I was in such a dark um season of my life I was so like thankful that when I hit 30, like something just clicked, like Jessica, this is a new decade for you to be able to operate um, in a different dimension. Like you don't have to stay where you were. Like you get to go and set the tone and the pace for this next year um, and use everything that you have learned, everything that you have gone through, everything that you grieved and turn that into grace for God so that God can transform me and elevate me and to continue to push me. Um, you know, 30 is not going to be easy road. I already know that, but it is going to be um, a road of where I'm now moving out of this survival and I'm like pushing and, and I'm being present and learning how to thrive in this in this new decade and that's taking everything that I've gone through and what I'm going going to and going through and learning to um just enjoy the journey and be optimistic so your girl has done some reflecting over year 30 and I thought it would be a great episode to kind of share with you um my journal entry that I had for reflecting on 30. And then I did, I wrote out 30 things that I learned in my year 30. And I think this is something that is not also, it's helped me, but I feel like it's going to help other people, um, all my listeners, um, that just, uh, could be going through that same like life's transition, whether it's through age, through, it's through just, um, a new, um, opportunity area of a chapter or season of life, right? Uh, I think it's so important that we take our time to sit back and reflect and um, be able to speak that, you know, with God. And and every time that I do any type of like journal entries, um, I've been very open about like how I journal. I journal directly to God. 
Um, and there are my letters to Abba. Um, that's what I call them. And um, they're my prayers. They're everything in this journal of me just speaking to my father and pouring out, declaring, um, confessing uh, what um what I've been going through and what I desire. And so, I don't know, I thought it would be kind of cool to share that with you guys um, because it has, it has been a journey. It really has been a journey. And, um, but yet um, a beautiful one, you know, it's, it's hard to say beautiful sometimes when you're in the thick of it. Okay. Y'all know the thick of it, but uh, once you continue to go on that, that, that ride, it does become beautiful. And, um, so yeah, I'm going to share with you guys what I reflected over 30 and then 30 things that I have learned within this year. So this episode is dedicated to, um, my birthday and all of the September greats out here as well. Or if you know a September great, that is very close to you. Journey. The second one is be patient with other people's healing journey. Um, these two go in hand in hand because I realized in my, as I've been on this healing journey, I think since like 2018, like I always talk about, that's when I first got into therapy. Like I just, ex I had these crazy expectations like, okay, I'm now on the healing journey. I'm trying to bring other people on their healing journey and they need to hurry up and they need to get on the board. They need to get on the train of healing. And then I would get frustrated because I'm like, what is taking them so long? And then I'm realizing it's taking me a long time too. So I can't have these expectations of other people healing of their healing journey to hurry and be expedited <laughs> where I am still on the journey as well. So I'm learning to be patient with other people's healing journey as well. Third thing is be more present. Something that I have been practicing, especially specifically this year, the beginning of 2023, the word was really like to like be present and focus. And so um, something that I really struggled with just because of me um, constantly like thinking about what has happened in the past or what's going on in the future and not really leaning in and being still, being present. The fourth one, give yourself more grace. That's what I'm t I've been telling myself. Give myself more grace. That's that's something that I've learned. And the fifth one, extend more grace. I'm learning to extend more grace. The sixth one is give myself, give myself grace to grieve. Giving myself grace to grieve. Yes, that is something that I really um, am learning to give myself and others grace to grieve. That's what I wrote out is giving myself and others grace to grieve. I talked about that in my episode. If you want to check it out, what that means, grace to grieve. But you guys know, like just allowing yourself to hold space and time and to be able to grieve and have a season of grief if you are struggling with any type of grief. The seventh one, I said, do not... I do not regret the decisions I made. I grieve them and that's okay. This is one of my favorite ones because I remember, again, I talked to you about how year 29 was really trying to take me out and, and put me back in the gutter gutter. Like I had to make some really difficult decisions and I realized that I don't regret the decisions that I made. I don't regret the pain and the trauma and the 
the things that I have gone through, but it's more of I I just grieve them. Like I grieve that I had um to 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 deal with um like unhealthy relationships and I had to grieve that I decided to, you know, even have an abortion. Um but I don't regret any of those decisions. It was more of a um this is a part of my story now, right? And now I'm learning to heal and grow and evolve from what I've gone through, right? The eighth one I have, I I really I learned that I really struggle with control. Um and the ninth one is says I really struggle with the fear of lack. And I learned that recently this year. I think I was in a life coaching session um with one of my life coaches and we were just going and doing some uh, inner child work. And um, I learned that I struggle with with control. Um, somebody who has always been an alpha female, I'm the oldest of my siblings. Um, I have always been, I, um, been categorized as a leader in my group of friends, in church, in my, in my jobs. Like, in school, so it's always been put on me like, oh, well, you you know how to like, you really want to kind of control what other people are doing or make sure everything is working out. You know, like you want to, I want to put my hands in it to make sure that it's okay. And I'm, I'm realizing that I'm struggling with just letting my hands go and letting God be in control. And that, and then I struggle with the fear of lack. I, I've recently learn that when it comes to just like financials, um, I really big at like, I, I start getting anxiety, (laughs) right. Sometimes about feeling like I don't have enough. And, um, God has really been teaching me in this season that, um, I don't lack anything when I have God, that his love and his grace is the, all the provision I need. And it provides me everything that I need. And so, I'm learning to like just pray, God, help me with this fear of lack. Help me to surrender that. Um, I learned, <laughs> I wrote this down. Number 10, I learned that I'm really house rich and cash poor. <laughs> but God is my provider and I have everything I need. And <laughs> it was just so beautiful because I'll be honest, y'all. I never thought that I would actually go into home ownership Um in my year 30, uh, and as a single woman, I've always had that, like, like most probably women are, you know, or even men have thought about like, okay, you get, you purchase your first home when you were married, um, you know, and preparing for that next step or have a partner. Uh, and, um, I really went in this like home ownership with, wow, God, like you are my partner. And that is all I need. <laughs> like, and it, it's a beautiful journey. Like, I, it, it is hard though. Like, I'm not going to sit up here on this here podcast and act like home ownership, paying a home mortgage is not hard. It is hard as hell, y'all. Like, especially when I bought in a very difficult and expensive market. It's ghetto. And if you can't wait it out, wait it out. But if you know God is pulling you to that next dimension in home ownership, then you can do it. And there's nothing wrong. I'm I'm learning to value my peace and being in my home, right? Where, you know, 
and usually want to be outside. And I'm like, I'm trying to be at every function that people invite me to. But then my bank account reminds me, baby, the function is at your house. <laughs> the function, the sections, the bottles, all that is in your house. <laughs> and so I have learned to just be okay in your own company of your home that God has provided you. And like, you know, you may not have all the extra cash flow right now, you know, because you're working on some things, trying to pay off some debts. And, you know, you're having to be a little bit more responsible in your finances but it's okay because I realize God is my provider I have literally everything I need and if everything was snatched away like I still have God and that is the most important thing the 11th thing that I learned um I can do hard things y'all like that's something that I always have to tell myself like when I start to get that um, imposter syndrome, when I start to feel doubt and insecurities, and the just the the um, spirit of procrastination, I think that's what it is too, where you just psych yourself out from accomplishing or doing or even just starting that difficult thing that you feel like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can accomplish this. I don't know if I can focus and do this. I don't know if I have enough discipline Mm. So do this. I have been teaching myself and telling myself I can do hard things, the hard things, and I've been seeing it um, within like my my career, my job, um, and um, and me this year I really took on like a personal goal of like working on my life coaching certification, and these are things that I've learned that wow, Jessica, like you can do hard things. You you just have to sit still and focus and give yourself um, grace in the midst of that. The 12th thing, I am not my emotions, but I am emotional and that is okay. This is something that I learned, I think within therapy and yeah, um, as I was like going and doing some coaching, like I... I've been really big on like, Jessica, it's okay to be emotional. And for someone who else is an emotional being or more empathetic, um, that kind of is like, hasn't been able to have safety and embracing. And that's key. Having safety to embrace your emotions is very key because um, if you grew up in a home um, that wasn't emotionally safe, that didn't really welcome your emotions, or you didn't have emotional, intelligent people surrounding you that is not safe within your family and friends and, and connections, um, you may struggle with like, oh my gosh, like I hate that I'm so emotional. Like I met this girl at this concert recently and she's like, oh my gosh, I hate, I'm so emotional. I'm a cancer. Cause I, I always go into like, okay, what's your sign? Like, cause you're giving me vibes and I, I knew what it was. And I was like, okay, like, and she was so young. I mean, she was in her early 20s. And I told her, I said, let me tell you something. You're not your emotions. You're just emotional. And that's okay. But that does not mean, like, just because you um, you have anger, that you're an angry person. You can't identify as that emotion. You are just, it's a feeling. It is a, it's a state of of being in that moment, right? But that is not, you don't identify yourself as that. And I said, you'll, and I just, cause she just wasn't trying to hear. And I said, you'll learn as you continue to 
you know, get older. And I felt at that moment, I said, ooh, this was an auntie moment. Because my mother will always say, just keep on living. And I love that she says that she had, I used to, it used to irritate me, but now I get it. I get it where you just like, you literally are like, just keep on living because you'll realize different, the different seasons and the different circumstances and that you go through, like how a lot of that stuff, like it's, it's causing you to, to mature it's causing you to have different perspective uh but you gotta go you gotta go you gotta go through it to get to get to it you gotta go through it so um 13 expressing my feelings are hard but it's necessary as you know like again like I used to always struggle with that so I'm learning to express my feelings even though it made me uncomfortable it is necessary um the 14th one God can turn a heart of stone into flesh and I mean that in itself I've seen it I was able to witness that um this year with one of my close family members and I was just so thankful just to see the transformation work that I had been praying I was praying hard on this and then just to see it happen like man like I've learned that he really is that God that can he can make he can turn your your hardened heart and make it fleshly in a, in a, in a, in a spirit, in the spiritual realm of having just like empathy, having, um, a heart that is pure, a heart that can feel a heart that is not hardened, but a heart that is open. Uh, the 15th one, God can heal my wounds. 16th, I am human and I deserve self-compassion. That's my affirmation, affirmation that I say to myself a lot. <laughs> um, 17, my diagnosis doesn't define me, but it redefines me. Um, I have been diagnosed with uh, AD, adult ADD, and um, I had some other health concerns where I was just like allowing it to kind of like beat me up. And I realized that no, like there's nothing wrong with you if you have been diagnosed with any type of, um, with anything, right? Where doctors say, oh, you'll, you can never, you know, um, have a child or, you know, you'll forever have this, um, this, uh, disease or sickness or illness. Right. Um, no, like it doesn't define you. It redefines your life. And, um, and I allowed God to allow me to have some of the, to allow God to kind of just heal my perspective right and while he's healing my perspective he's also healing my body he's allowing me to find the resources uh, medications and 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 therapies and everything to help me navigate you know um with the diagnosis but again it doesn't define you it allows it redefines you and it's all about perspective 18 resting is productive um, this is something that I learned, especially in my 30s, where like you just don't have to keep going. The girlies and the guys, y'all get it, yo. Like once you get, when you start creeping up there, shoo, your body is tired. You can't be outside like that. You can't do every event. You can't say, you know, yes to everything. Like sometimes you just need to rest. And like I'm learning that resting is productive. It is allowing my body to uh, restore and, um, to, you know, um, be still and 
when I'm able to get rest and rejuvenate my body, um, then I'm able to produce better and um, be able to just show up better for my family and friends. And that is productive. Okay. 19, I've learned learning to be still. I've learned to be still, y'all. There are some times where this is, goes hand in hand with rest is productive, learn to be still. Like in order for me to rest, I have to be still. Like I can't just keep doing things. And stillness is in so many forms. Spiritual stillness of I don't have to, sometimes I just need to be quiet before the Lord. Sometimes God doesn't need to keep hearing me talk, but I just need to be still quiet and listen. And then there's times where it just needs to be me and God. Um, I don't need to turn on um, the podcast or the sermons. Um, Sometimes not even like I have to have the Bible study, right? It's just me and God having um, a moment where we're, I'm learning to abide in his silence and stillness. Um. 20th, rest is not just physical, but it's spiritual. Um, that's something that I've learned. Um, it's a rest is a state of mind and a state of, um, it's, it starts with a state of mind where you can truly rest your mind. A lot of us are sleeping, but we're not resting. And there is a big difference where between um, resting and sleeping, you can be sleeping and your mind is still going and it's still, um, you wake up and you're exhausted, right? Like, dang, I didn't, I didn't sleep that well because your mind is really not at rest. And rest, again, is at a state of mind where you can really learn how to surrender, where I can release every stress to God. That is my acronym to rest. Release every stress to God. When That's when you'll really know when you have learned how to rest your mind and your body and your spirit. 22, everything that is, this is what I've learned in my 30th. I learned it this year, just recently. Everything that is permissible is not beneficial. Now, listen, this is straight scripture, okay? This comes from the word of God. But let me tell you something. I did not get the lesson in me, y'all. I didn't get the lesson in me <laughs> until this year, until I realized, yo, like I had put, I had was in a, I was in a situation where I realized just like, you just because you can doesn't mean you need to and it's not good for you. And um I I had to really just take time to like um to acknowledge that that you know just because I I can do it don't mean I need to do it. You know, it what is it benefiting to me? And so now I'm starting to ask myself that question. It's Especially as I'm in the season like um, of singlehood and dating, you know, and, you know, I, <laughs> I'm just reflecting on it. I'm just like, wow, God, thank you for the word of God. And I'm learning to apply it, yo. I'm literally learning to apply it. Like, you know, I I got a I got a couple people I could call up and then I'd be like, just you don't need to. Like, what is that doing? Just cause you got the juice, don't mean you need to use the juice, okay? Not everybody it what is it? You just not giving your juice away. You not you don't need to use it. Like you just gotta learn that 
just because you can do it don't mean you need to do it. And it was a beautiful thing for me to be, God literally set me up. He put, he gave me a test and I passed the test. Hallelujah. Where I was just like, yes, I could really just like finesse this moment and do this right now. But then I was like, for what? Like, what is it going to benefit me? And so I'm learning that in just what I do, like who I entertain, who I interact with, um, the decisions that I make, where I'm going, you know, how I'm spending my time, how I'm spending my energy, what I'm investing in, just because it's permissible does not mean it's beneficial. And I thank God that God has given us the freedom of choice and, um, and then he allows us, he puts us in certain situations where we're like, okay, now what, how are you going to apply what you have been told, what you have been taught. And now I'm in this season in 30s, in my 30s, I'm really being intentional of how I move and what I'm doing and making sure that I no longer just want to do things just just because I can do it. I want to do things because that that are intentional and that are going to bring the best version of me um, and if it's not going to be beneficial, if it's not going to be, you know, healthy and productive and, you know, um, help take me to that next course, then what's the point, you know? So that's, that's what I'm learning. Um, 23, love does not pacify. It pushes you. Um, you guys know I did an episode on that about accountability. It's so key. I'm learning that like, as I, in the 30th year, like, I, when it comes to my like friends, like my friends have been (laughs) very real with me and be like, Jess, you were wrong. And I'd be like, dang, I was okay. You know, I feel, you know, I won't be in my feelings for a minute. And then I'll be like, you're right. That was, that was out of line. Maybe that was out of pocket. Okay. You know, but I think I'm thankful for the accountability. And so in the 30th year, I am, I am embracing accountability from both ends and learning to speak and have difficult conversations too. And I'm still working on it, but I know it's necessary, especially if I love you. Like I'm going to, sometimes the truth hurts, but it needs to be shared. Uh, 24, God's grace and mercy is all the provision I need. And I talked about that. Um, I, I, yeah, I did talk about that already about how I really struggle with, <laughs> with that. Um. Oh wow, twenty five. I actually wrote down twice, and that's how I know I really struggle with this. I have a fear of lack. <laughs> yes, I fear lack. Twenty six. God is my source, and everything and everything else they are resources. Um, this was something that uh, I had learned this year because uh, within this year. Because I was like, you know, everything that I need comes from God above, right? Um, But he is the provider. So he is the source. Whenever I need, I'm in need or whenever I feel like I am lacking, I need to pour more of my time into the source and not the resources. And resources could be people, places, person, place, or things um, that are, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a been it's a addition to what God has given us, but at the end of the day, I only really need God and I need to be pouring my time and energy and 
putting my hope and trust, that's what it is, my hope and trust into who the provider, the source. 27, character is a currency that money cannot buy. Listen, listen, listen up. Character is a currency that money can't buy. That that came to me uh, this year and it has been just wrecking me because I'm realizing that like we're in such a greedy nation <laughs> and they a generation where like and it's because listen the bills is billing okay inflation is inflating and you know everybody's incentivized a little bit with money like it's driving you a little bit right but I'm parking it here about um, the people that I interact with and when I'm dating. Like, I can't just, you cannot get me based off of, like, the money in your pocket. Because even though, and it's so hard because for someone who struggles with, like, the fear of lack, who always wants to have financial stability, you would think, okay, first thing that's really going to attract me is your pockets. But it's no, pockets... Your pockets can be thick and your soul can be empty and I don't have time for that. So personally for me, when I'm looking and when I'm, as I'm dating right now and like just learning to embrace, um, the different seasons that we're, um, or all in journeys that we're all on, like I, I'm looking for character and for people that have been in my life that, um, I've encountered with, I've encountered some amazing people, um, new friends within my 30th year, which has been amazing where I'm realizing that you have to learn how to deposit something else in me other than money. Like I want you to deposit back in my spirit, peace, joy, um, love, right. Um, safety, um, emotional, uh, intelligence, um, uh, I want you to be able to p- deposit some of those back in and, and just the, the character of learning, being a person who is honest and trustworthy and um, who overall is just a good soul versus like, oh, I need to know what, you know, what else do you bring to the table? Um, and God, God is really, <laughs> God is really using that um, in my life. Uh, so that I can be that person too, right? I want to be a person that has character over current, over the, over um, the monetary currency. Of I don't, I don't want to just be able to bring that to the table. I want to bring my character to the table where you feel like, man, like her character is priceless. Like her spirit, her um, the way that she cares and loves for her, the people that. Um, around her and even for people that she doesn't know she has a heart that is a giving the giving heart um 28 uh what I learned I am missing out on what God is what it on what God is doing now because I'm either stuck in the past or fearful for the future um a lot of us are missing out on what God is doing in the now because we're either stuck in the past or fearful of the future. And that's what he revealed to me. And uh, that goes back to the um, 
to the one that I mentioned before, where I'm learning to be present, right? Where in order for me to, to see what God is doing now, I have to be present. I can't be stuck in the past and I cannot stay and have this anxiety for the future. I don't want to miss what God is doing right now. And so as I'm being intentional about the time and the time and the energy and that I'm putting, um, my, you know, space myself in that I want to be present and to be able to see what God is doing in the now, um, because there's a lot of beautiful things that he's doing right here and right now. And then I get to, uh, reflect on the past, but I don't want to be stuck in the past. There's a difference of we're being reflective versus being indwelling. And then I also don't want to be, don't want to fall in the trap of having this anxiety of fear of the future of like what, Again, because remember, I struggle with that control. Like, I'm fearful. Okay, what's going to happen? How can I prevent this? That's not my job. It's not my job to be trying to figure out what's going on in the next five years and in the future. I can have some goals. Yes, I can have the roadmap and all of that. But at the end of the day, (laughs) God laughs. He's laughing at my plants, okay? And so I'm just here along the ride with me and my G, okay? G-O-D. Um, the 20, 29th, 29th thing that I learned, God can handle my mess. He has shown me, y'all, he has shown me time and time again that he can handle my mess. It's never too messy for him. Because one thing this man does, he really be turning my mess into ministry. And I am so thankful for that. Where he literally will turn the most dirty, filthy, ratchet <laughs> things that I have gone through. And he turns it into a form of ministry. And I'm, I'm thankful that I've been able to be, to be a vessel, right? To be a willing vessel for him. Um, where it's like, okay, God, this is... Um, This is a part of my story, but it's not the whole story, and I'm going to share it, and I'm going to allow you to use it for your glory, and um, even when I thought it was just too messy to share, too messy to overcome, too messy to heal, too messy to deal with, he's shown me that um, his mercy can handle the mess. Ooh, that's deep. His mercy can handle the mess, period. And then the 30th thing that I learned in this year. Dun, da, da, dun. <laughs> so lame. I am worthy of healthy love. Listen up, y'all. I am worthy. Your girl is worthy of healthy love. You are worthy of healthy love. If you're listening to this episode right now, stop what you're doing and say, I am worthy of healthy love. Okay. You are worthy. I am worthy. I have been speaking this over my life. And now that I have healthy love with me and in me and through me, I'm able to attract that thing and it comes back to me. And I'm just learning to like embrace healthy, like, and, and not, and not again, be stuck in the toxicness, right? Stuck in the past. 
and not being afraid of the future, thinking that I'll never get healthy love or that I don't deserve healthy love because I've gone through all this and I've done all this and I've been here, did that, did that. Who cares? God sees you as a child, his child, and he has washed away all of your sins, all of your things. And if you are a believer and you believe you've been made new, you deserve healthy and whole, whole love. And so as I'm on the the journey of just like healthy love, of like healthy self-love, I'm realizing that I deserve healthy love too. And proud to say that I'm experiencing healthy love and I'm excited about it. I'm thankful. I'm being present in it. And I am every day it is a struggle because you're, I'm not going to act like you don't, for those that have had toxic relationships and have been toxic. Because this is somebody who has like had toxic relationships and then also played a heavy, heavy part, main character in the toxic trilogy. That was me. (laughs) I played too much. But yes, um, I'm learning to embrace that that was a part of my story, but that is not my story. I am a new creature. And so in my in this new decade of life, I'm experiencing and on the uh, on the I'm experiencing that um, everything that you've gone through, you know, is it's helped set you up to um, set you up for who you are today and who are you going to be, right? And um it's all about you learning from those lessons. Um, each relationship was either a blessing or a lesson to me that I was in. And so now it's like, okay, I learned so many lessons and I had some blessings too in the midst of it. And um, I am, now that I know that I'm worthy of healthy love, anything that is, be- I see that are hints of unhealthy deposits. And some toxic, you know, some toxicness. Even though the thrill used to be fun, we used to go on on the roller coaster ride, okay? Roller coaster of emotions and toxicness. And it was a time when you had the big drop and then you go up and down, whoop, 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 break up to make up. It was exhausting, okay? <laughs> Ain't nobody got time to be exhausted in their 30s and thirties and, uh, and above. Like, I'm tired. I believe that to the young folks. These emotions and everything that I've done and all this work, we're not doing that. Um, and so what I'm saying is that those that are wanting to get off the toxic train, okay, and you're trying to now get on the healthy soul train, you know, you see what I did there? The healthy soldier. <laughs> I say embrace healthy love. And when you start to see signs of toxicness, avoid such people. Okay? That's what the word of God says. Avoid such people. Okay? Avoid them. Remove them. Whatever you got to do, get them out the way, child. Don't. Don't even and and don't fall in the trap of familiarity because just because the toxicness was familiar, it is not safe. It is not healthy, child. Leave and go find someone who is healthy. Okay, someone that communicates, someone that shows you love and affection, someone that is consistent. Um, 
and that you show up for yourself in the same capacity. Listen, you got to show up for yourself. You got to be consistent. You got to be healthy. You got to be loving to yourself. And then when you can be that to yourself, I promise you, you will start to attract that thing. It, they, they just be falling from the sky sometimes or they just be, you know, popping up in your DMs. You're like, mm, I don't know about that. And then you explore and you're like, oh, my God, I kind of like it here. You know, wherever it may be in friendship and in, in, um, romantic partnerships, whatever, like find the healthy love, hold on to it. And you start experiencing that in whatever capacity you are in, because we are all deserving and worthy of that. So that is the 30 things that I learned within my 30th year. And I hope that this episode was just encouraging again to anyone who is going through um, just, you know, life transitions, um, or maybe this would be a practice for you to take on as if you have a birthday coming up or if you're just, you know, embarking, you know, wanting to be reflective over this past year, um, <clears throat> write down some things that you've learned this year and be reflective over it. Um, you can see how far God has brought you. I am in the season of gratitude and that's where I want to stay in this new decade. I am claiming that my 30s will be guilt-free, shame-free, judgment-free, control-free, perfectionism-free, and doubt-free. I The word is freedom, freedom in your 30s for me personally. And um, I pray that someone else can experience that same thing. So if you felt like this episode was good and helpful, uh, ask you to share it. Don't forget to write a review. Get on your Zoom, y'all. I need some I need some good reviews. Y'all been doing good though. I mean, I still have great, you know, five stars, you know, on the podcast. But let's amp it up a little bit. I'm trying to take this podcast to the next level. And we got some things cooking up for already next year. Um, so I'm finishing up this year. You're probably still only gonna get one episode. <laughs> Jesus Christ. One episode a month. I'm going to do better though. Like October, we may see him, but listen, listen up. At the end of the day, just support your girl as I am really out here just trying. I'm really trying, y'all. But yeah, thanks for listening up. Bye.